0: Moncrief. With Energlaze. On News Talk. Now, the English Crown owns all sorts of things, including the swans in London. And to let Charles know just how many swans that is, a census is currently taking place. Uh, David Barber is the King's marker of the swan, who's taken a break from counting on the Thames, which finishes up today. Afternoon, David.
1: Good afternoon to you.
0: Why is it called Swan Upping?
1: Because we go up the river and we up the swans and the young cygnets from the water.
0: Okay, that makes sense. And this has been going on since the 12th century, is that correct?
1: Yes, 12th century, um, Swan Upping started, but crown ownership, as far as we know, went back as far as 966 in King Edgar's Day when he gave swans to the monks of Croyland in Lincolnshire. So that's over a 1,000 years ago. So the history is goes back an awful long way.
0: My word! And and when you are a, a, a swan opping is 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 it true? There's a kind of a traditional outfit that you wear.
1: Um, yes, we all wear uniforms. There is three organisations. There is the Crown, naturally, that I I work in. My team works for the King, King Charles now, and we have the Vintners Livery Company. And the Dyer's Livery Company, both of those have have rights on the River Thames to own swans since the 15th century. And they've maintained their swan mark all those years.
0: How is that divided up between the three parties?
1: (laughs) Well, if it's uh, the male cob is a vintners or a dyers, then they have rights to the cygnets. But it doesn't always work like that because there's very few... Vintners in um, dyers, uh, cobs, you know, families. So we step them out and usually what happens, the two livery companies will end up with about 50% and we will keep the other 50% for the crown for the king.
0: And the process of counting them, David, is that literally just taking them out of the river temporarily?
1: Well, no, we we travel from um, naturally swan up in originally in the 12th century and years past that was all about food. It was a very important food and it was served up at banquets in feasts really for the wealthy people. And many people had rights given by the crown in those days. Of course, today, it's all about conservation and education. So we travel up the river in six traditional rowing skiffs, and there's 19 men in total. Every family of swans we come across, that's with signets. We will circle the boats around them. We will work the boats in closer and closer together, and then we will lift the whole family from the water. We tie them with the little um, uh, soft ties. We take them ashore. We weigh them. We measure them. Most importantly, we check them for any injuries. And a lot of the do with fishing tackle. We get a lot of fishing tackle injuries in young cygnets because they're not really river-wise or straggled, as I say, mm-hmm. um, and they just paddle into people's fishing lines. So that process goes on for the five days that we're swan-up in, right up the River Thames, the 79 miles that we travel um and also we have many many schools come along primary age group schools and we teach them a little bit about the conservation work the ecology of swans the boats we use the river um it's you know they love it and we show them young cygnets which they really really enjoy mm-hmm.
0: Uh, And over the years, David, the numbers of swans on the Thames, is it going up or going down?
1: Well, it it will be going down. There's no doubt about that it is going down. And that is really because of the bird flu at the end of uh, the winter last year and the beginning of the springtime. And it was very serious on Thames and throughout the country. It has eased up now, and there doesn't seem to be hardly any. Uh, bird flew around. So that has um, killed off quite a few of the brilliant pairs. But um, then we had, when they started nesting in the springtime, we had birds on the river Thames. And of course, we had a lot of bird nests washed away, which caused another problem. So at one stage this week, we were well below 50% lower than we were this year. It's a little bit better than that now. It's just a little bit over 50% less, but it's still, you know, a lot. We're disappointed about that. Mm. But no doubt it will come back in years to come.
0: So are you nearly finished the count now?
1: Yes, we've only got half a day to go. So we finish at round about five um, o'clock this evening. And that's at Abingdon. And we will give a toast to um, our new king, King Charles, uh, when we finish.
0: Okay. well, we wish you the very best of luck uh, with the rest of your counting. David Barber is the king's marker of the swans. David, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, And thank you, uh, too. Uh, On the the subject of swans, someone says, I used to work as a lecturer in Nottingham University, on a summer programme, the campus has a few lakes and swans. The security guards uh, used to go around counting the swans. They used to freak when, they, when some were missing. Often as staff, we were asked to spy on students' cooking smells in the residences, as the students used to catch and pluck and cook uh, when they were poor at the end of their course. Crikey. Crikey. Now I know people used to eat swans all the time. It's and and maybe a swan is is, is kind of tasty. It's not very acceptable now, of course. But I just wonder how they would catch the swans because you know that old thing. I mean, a swan could do you serious damage uh, if the swan uh, wanted to. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. with Ennery on News Talk.